Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people and Boon people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land we broadcast from. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal people listening in today. Hear this screech, and no, I don't mean the character from Saved by the Bell. Hey everyone, you're listening to Say the Podcast. I'm your host, Alice Say, and six months ago, I was told I had tinnitus. That weird sound you just heard a few seconds ago? Yeah, that's a sound that rings in my ears all the time. Ultimately for me, it's a minor inconvenience, but every now and then, it does spike up my anxiety. When I first started this podcast, I wanted to tell stories about people. Stories that touched on just about anything related to the human experience. And some of those stories include mine too. Life with tinnitus today isn't so bad, besides the fact that I incurred mild hearing loss, but that was not the case when the reading began six months ago. Day in and day out, I obsessed over it. I searched all over the internet for cures, I joined support groups for management ideas, I made appointments with my GP, audiologist, ENT, I even thought I could fix it by visiting the dentist. Yeah, I really thought wisdom teeth removal or some sort of dental surgery could make the reading stop. And truthfully, one of the worst parts of having tinnitus was how lonely it was. So I searched and searched for peace and answers for the past six months, and along the way, I was lucky enough to find more people who had tinnitus too, like Leo Malitsky, a friend of a friend who I met at a party, Victoria Dudenko, an active advocate for those who experience tinnitus, and Auntie Veronica, who happens to be a good friend's aunt. And the best part is, you'll get to hear from all of them today. Hey, how are you? That's my first guest, Leo. I asked him a little bit about what his ringing sounds like and how did he get it? So for me, as to like how it came about, I think it started coming about when I was you know, 12 or 13. I don't really know what caused it. I just kind of knew that around that age, I started hearing, you know, ringing all the time. And yeah, I couldn't do anything to stop it either. So ever since then, I've just had that. I didn't really notice it at first, I think, because, you know, I was just kind of, my mind was just busy with other things. But every now and then, I think I would just notice. And I remember that I did go to have a hearing appointment at the hospital because I kind of wanted to know if there was anything that could be done to fix it or mitigate it or anything like that. And I saw a doctor and he said, oh, yeah, there's nothing we can do. And that's like pretty disheartening to hear. For me, it was just kind of thinking, like, oh, this sucks. Like, this is just uh, another sucky thing I have to deal with and just kind of feeling a bit hopeless about it. I guess at this point, I'm kind of at the acceptance stage where I'm just like, well, it, I, I've read that it's like lifelong and that, you know, you don't, there's nothing you can do to make it go away. You just have to like cope with it. So I'm just kind of at accepting that at the moment. It's kind of like a dull ringing, like, a lower pitch than it's not like a kind of high like squeal it's kind of like a lower pitch kind of dull ringing it's always the same there's sometimes when sometimes it might like dull out and then increase in pitch a bit but most of the time it's just constant like for example if i'm in an exam i don't really notice it because i'm just so focused but if I'm just kind of at home and nothing's on the TV or, you know, I'm not really looking at my phone or I'm just reading or something, then I can really notice it. When I first got tinnitus, I pretty much stopped going to live gigs and going to concerts. 
I wanted to know if Leo does the same thing. Um, well, I actually haven't been to any kind of um, gigs or concerts for a while, but I remember when I did go to a concert, like in 2016, yeah, my ringing, like my tonight just got like pretty intense after that. So I had to wait a few hours for it to kind of calm down as well. When I go to bed, it does get louder, like tinnitus is louder. So it's just trying to, I guess, calm my mind down as well. So I, I do still get to sleep after, you know, only a little while. So I don't think it does too much to my sleep. Um, I, I guess I avoid too much loud noise just because it can be a bit like too intense and maybe overstimulating or something. And were there any challenges for Leo having tinnitus? What would he like other people to know? Sometimes it can be hard to hear people when you're asking if someone can like repeat a question or say something again to kind of be, I guess, understanding and hopefully to not see it as you being rude or being ignoring them or something. So I guess just be mindful that, you know, not everyone can necessarily hear as well as they can and they should just be kind of gentle with that as well. Leo and I are pretty lucky to have low sounding tinnitus. But not everyone has that. For some, it can be pretty loud. The next person I want you to meet is Victoria Dudenko, and she's got a different experience. Hello, it's Victoria. That's Victoria Dudenko. She's an actress, sales motivation trainer, and activist. She was deeply disturbed by the onset of her tinnitus, which she describes as loud, sonic, high-pitched ringing in her ears and head. She was told by doctors that there wasn't a cure and that eventually she would stop hearing the tinnitus. Frustrated and despairing, Victoria went to create a campaign called My Ear Rings for Peace to raise awareness on tinnitus. She became a board member of Better Hearing Australia Victoria and worked tirelessly to establish Tinnitus Australia. Tinnitus Australia is an alliance of medical professionals, audiologists, and individuals working hard to support people in Australia impacted by tinnitus. Today, she shares her experiences with the ringing in her ears. I acquired tinnitus around six years ago. I'm not quite sure of why I, I got tinnitus, but I was devastated by the ringing, the screaming sonic high-pitched sound in my head. It was uh, very, very challenging. The ringing is quite ear-piercing and I have physical pain with it. It's a physical sensation of a blocked ear. I want to keep popping my ears. It's very, very uncomfortable and it does seem to dominate my, my, my entire being. It's, it's very frustrating. The tone has stayed the same. It's very persistent and constant. I guess my reaction to it isn't as dramatic. I was very anxious. I suffered depression, anxiety, and really didn't know how I was going to live with this screaming head. It's still very challenging. I wouldn't say I'm comfortable with it, and I'm absolutely fine with it. I would prefer not to have it. And, uh, but I just, I, my reaction is much less dramatic, and it just sits there with me wherever I go. It's always there. It's very annoying. It's very wearing and it's it's quite traumatic, but I'm just getting on with it. It's six years now. So, um, yeah, I, I, I live a full life with it. But if I could choose not to have it, I most certainly would choose not to have it. Quite interesting. I've done a lot of research on it, um, trying to really help myself because I found 
that doctors, my GP and ear, nose and throats, they weren't very sympathetic and they really couldn't help me uh, other than saying, you know, it's nothing more sinister, it's just garden variety tinnitus, which I, I really did think was very patronising. So I've had to really help myself in this journey. Uh, and it, the conversation has come up in professional circles that there are varying degrees of tinnitus from very mild head sounds, you know, to really quite loud, loud noises in the head. And um, yeah, so there are varying degrees of the volume or the way one can perceive the noises of tinnitus. And tinea, tinnitus is from the Latin tinea to ring. It's been six years since Victoria's ringing started, but I wanted to know what was it like for her when she first got it? I was very concerned. I thought something's going on. Um, I'm not feeling well. This this roar, this sound in my ears and isn't going away. And it was about 10 days. I thought it would pass. It would go away. It didn't. So I was really frightened and I became very anxious. I, I really, it really affected me. When random ringing starts in your ears, it can be scary, as Victoria mentioned. I also wanted to know what she did, what she tried to mitigate those noises. Everything. <laughs> I have done everything. I bought the ginkgo that was advised to me by my ear, nose and throat specialist. I have sound machines. I've had therapy. I've had seen counsellors, magnesium, everything. And, uh, you know, I've, I've really limited my caffeine intake and my alcohol intake. I find that that does help a lot. It doesn't actually impact the ringing as such but it just makes me feel physically better so therefore I'm a little more calm if I'm off the caffeine uh, but there isn't any uh, research to show that caffeine makes it worse um, so yes I've tried everything and uh, the most help I've found has been from people uh, very sympathetic audiologists and counsellors who have helped me uh, become a little bit more robust and, and, and learn to live with the, the sound. But it hasn't been easy. It's still not easy. It's not a piece of cake for me. For some people, they're fine. It doesn't worry them and they move on. I'm, I'm living a full life, but I've got this other thing going on inside of me and people can't see it and therefore they don't understand that you know, with someone suffering in great anxiety because of this this head noise. But, yeah, I've tried everything and uh, I did find sympathetic uh, people, people who understand and good counselling has helped greatly. It's not seen as a significant symptom. Tinnitus is not recognised as a significant medical symptom. They think ringing ears, there isn't a pill, we can't operate, other people cope, so, you know, you'll learn to cope. You will cope. There's really no hope that you'll learn to cope. The diagnosis uh, or conversation really doesn't cut it anymore, I don't think, in, in 2019. We need more research to understand what's going on. And, and tinnitus, there is a, it's a cause of a malfunction or change in the auditory pathway and the brain starts creating a sound. There needs to be much greater understanding of what causes it and how, if there's not a cure as such, but we've got to learn to get people to be able to switch off from that noise very easily so it doesn't impact on, on their lives and their emotional and mental health. It's, it is a significant symptom for many people. For others, not, as I said before. 
for those who are in crisis with their tinnitus, it really should be treated very seriously and uh, people do need help. Dealing with a high-pitched sonic tinnitus, I wanted to know how Victoria managed her tinnitus. I have found I have high frequency, high upper frequency hearing loss. And I have now started wearing hearing aids. Uh, And they do give me relief. They tend to enrich the ambient sounds in my daily life. They make them louder in the frequencies where I've lost uh, my hearing. And I do get a, a sense of comfort and ease when I wear my hearing aids. And for me, that's helped me greatly. Other people will say, no, you know, devices don't help. But if you have got tinnitus and you have a high frequency, you have a, a hearing loss, then I would definitely encourage people to trial hearing aids. I'm not saying go and buy them or you know pay tens of thousands of dollars for them, but you can go to audiologists and usually the trials are free. You shouldn't have to pay to try hearing aids to see if they do help with tinnitus. And they have helped me a lot. They're a great support for me now. So what if you're someone who just started getting tinnitus? Where do you go from here? I would say have a look at the Tinnitus Australia website. It's being created by a group of medical professionals and individuals, audiologists, doctors working hard to help people manage their tinnitus to support them. And these people, we're not trying to make any money. We just want that person, if they're struggling with their ringing ears, to get help very quickly and not to wait and not be traumatised by it. We don't want people to segue into emotional and mental health issues because of tinnitus. It can happen. So get help very quickly or contact somebody like Better Hearing Australia, Victoria. They have a wonderful CEO and health specialist that will, will guide you on your tinnitus journey. People shouldn't struggle on this journey by themselves. Get help. Help is available. Even though doctors will say there's no cure, there's nothing that can be done, there are tools and strategies that exist to help you manage this, the tinnitus. And so I would recommend to get help very quickly if people are in crisis with the tinnitus. You don't have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for sound therapy or treatments. There are a lot of people making a lot of money off the back of tinnitus because people are desperate to stop the ringing in their heads. It's very challenging. So you do not have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for any any support. That it's 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 ludicrous. So you go straight to Better Hearing Australia Victoria or Tinnitus Australia website, and on that site sits ethical professional people who are working and will work with the person with tinnitus to help them habituate, to help them learn to live comfortably with their tinnitus. Again, one of the hardest things about having tinnitus, or at the onset of tinnitus, for me, was the fact that it was lonely. So I wanted to know whether Victoria was able to cultivate that supportive community around her. It's amazing how many people, how many of my friends, when I mentioned I had it and I was struggling, they also said that they had it. Um, And some were still struggling, others were, were comfortable with it, others had hearing issues and hearing aids. So... Uh, having a few friends that really understand the trauma um, makes one feel less isolated and a part of a, a group of people which 
we all do support each other. Some days are better than others with the tinnitus. If I have a bad day, I'll ring a friend. And, and we're very supportive. And that really does help, um, having a good network of sympathetic friends. And, you know, the husbands, my husband is, is a wonderful support. He's put up with so much. <laughs> my ups and downs on this emotional roller coaster, triggered by the tinnitus. Um, and as I said, some people are very comfortable with theirs. Perhaps they do have a mild version of it and it's not so um, not such an imposition on their emotional and mental health. But mine's very loud. It's, I can hear it now as I speak. It's, it's sort of in the foreground, not the background. It's very loud today. So, um, yeah, reach out. Don't suffer by yourself. Talk about it and find help. It is available. While I was preparing for this episode, a friend of mine mentioned that an auntie of his also had tinnitus. So I called up Auntie Veronica in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, to hear her story. Hello? That's Auntie Veronica. It all started like uh, last year. February 19, it started. This year, February 19, already more than a year. And there's no improvement at all. I think I'm, I'm going to uh, at least three months, three months of the ENT doctor. I'm seeing the ENT doctor. And they told me there is no cure. When I'm not in the house and I go out outside of the house and i all that. At the time, I'm not thinking of this, I'm not hearing. But when I come back home already, I'm sitting alone, I can hear already. Or I'm sleeping. Sounds lovely. If you put it in the ears, also, it's also amazing. Same time, this place also helps me with this ear problem. When, when newly started uh, for me, uh, you know, I went into depression. Oh, I couldn't take it because when it started newly, you know, I really couldn't take it. You know, so what I do, I go to my friend's house, sit and talk to her. When I talk to her, I forget about the sound. I've been going there for so long, you know. Now only I'm getting used to this sound and this. Actually, when I am in the house, I can hear it quite now. Especially night time and when I am awake, you know, I can hear the sound. But uh, when I ask the doctor why I'm having this, it, it, it told me maybe, uh, you know, usually the construction workers, you know, they have three machines, you know, they are the one. Uh, why? I think maybe my neighbor was, uh, had a very big renovation and the noise, I couldn't take it. I don't like to put music when I'm sleeping. But they time I already started using, my sister brought one, one uh, sound therapy. So they are telling it to help with your mind, muscle, one, don't know, everything they are telling for what. I already tried, but it is not working for me. The doctor already told me I believe it is. The doctor told me the first time I had this sound, I went to see the doctor. The doctor told me I believe it is. So what do you need to do? So what I do is, most of the time I go out. When I go out, I, uh, I'm not hearing the sound because I'm not thinking of the sound. So I sit, I cannot, when I'm in the house, I'm alone sitting, I can hear already. Oh, I'm going to sleep. But when I'm very sleepy, huh, I, I don't know. I don't hear, so I'll pass to sleep until I get up in the morning. But sometimes I realize that the sound is early morning and not that loud. Not very loud. The sound not so loud. I don't know for me. Sometimes, when it started, it was very loud, you know. I couldn't stand the whole night. I mean, uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm right outside the dark, all sleeping. I'm alone, wake up. 
standing outside. I don't know what to do. But now I've already got used to the sound. Uh, so I'm already getting used to it. So I'm okay lah now. I'm already getting used to it. So I try not to stay too long in the house. I used to go and visit my friend. I go outing. All day I'll be out in the supermarket and all that. And I forget. I never. I'm not even thinking of the sound. Uh, once I was in the market, uh, my sister came to fetch me. In fact, my sister asked me, "How are you still having a sound? Why did you remind me? I forgot already that I'm having the sound." I want to thank all my guests for their generous time and for sharing their experiences of tinnitus. If you're based in Australia, remember you can always check out Better Hearing Australia and Tinnitus Australia for information and resources on tinnitus. To my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Catch you later.